What a mighty God we serve. What a mighty God we serve. Reading from the 14th chapter of the book of Job. Let me start reading at verse number 1. The scripture that I would like to preach on or farther down in, in, in the chapter. But I'm going to read through an including verse number 11. Starting number 1 through and including verse number 11. Very familiar the first part of this chapter is. Job in his brevity of man's life wrote these words. Man that is born to woman is a few days and full of trouble. He cometh forth like a flower and is cut down. He fleeth also as a shadow and continueth not. And dost thou open thine eyes upon such a one and bringest me into judgment with thee? Who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean? Not one. Seeing his days are determined, the number of his months are with thee. Thou hast appointed his bounds, but he cannot pass. Turn from him, that he may rest, till he shall accomplish as a hireling this day. For there is hope of a tree. I want you to say that portion with me. For there is hope of a tree. Say it again. For there is hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And that the tender branch thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth, and the stock thereof die in the ground, yet through the scent of water it will bud. Now notice that. Yet through the scent of water it will bud and bring forth boughs like a plant. But if a man dieth and wasteth away, yea, man giveth up the ghost, and where is he? As the waters fall, fail from the sea, and the flood decayeth and dryeth up. You may be seated. Ever since the fall of man, and a tragic fall, it really was a sad, sad fall, even in the eyes of the Almighty God. The hardest thing that God had ever had to do was to cast man out of the Garden of Eden, put it the gate of that garden, cherubim with a flaming sword, to keep man away from the tree of life. That was one of the hardest things I believe that the Lord ever had to do. It was nothing to make the world because he, he just spoke it into existence. It was nothing to create the giraffe and the orangutan and, and the, the old Hereford bull because he just spoke them into existence. To create the sun, the moon, the stars, the oceans and all of that, God just was able to speak them into existence. The only thing that I find where God used his handiwork was when he come down to the world and out of the very dust of the earth fashioned. He did not speak into existence man 
but he fashioned man with his own hands. And out of the dust of the earth, he formed a body like unto his body. The Bible said that we are made in his image and in his likeness. And so God took special time of his craftsmanship abilities and he formed us just like God, amen, in his likeness. And God took special note of the work he'd done. And when he finished the work that he had done, the scripture said, he said that it is good. I don't read where he ever took his own hand and formed the neck of the giraffe or the trunk of the elephant. I don't ever read where he took his own hand and formed, amen, the petal of the lily or where he made the four-leaf clover with his own hand. Those things, the Bible said, that God just spoke and they happened. He created them. But man he paid special attention to because he was going to be like God. Out of all the things that God created, man was going to be just like the Lord. And the thing that angered the powers of hell was this, that out of all the creatures in the garden, the thing that the devil did his best to destroy, amen, was not the serpent. That was not his intention. But what he wanted to destroy was the creature that God took special time with and formed and made by his own hand. And so when he finally succeeded in causing man to transgress the laws of God and man was cast out of the garden of Eden and never allowed to go back in again, from that very day, according to biblical history, almost 6,000 years ago, Amen. The devil has done his best to defeat man, to destroy man. And I'd like to say that he has done a job. Amen. If you look at it on the devil's terms, he has been good at what he's been doing. There have been nations that have been destroyed. Amen. The history tells us of Babylon. Amen. How Babylon was destroyed, not from an outside enemy, but the scripture said that Babylon was destroyed by the inner corruption inside of that great city. One of the seven wonders of the world. Amen. The world, a city that chariots could run abreast around that city, six at a time. Amen. And not touch each other. A magnificent city a fortress of power. But the devil got on the inside, amen, and like a canker worm and, and, and like a termite, he began to eat his way at the very heart of mankind. And he induced into the city of Babylon, he induced into their lifestyle ungodliness. He induced, induced into their lifestyle a low set of morals. And through moral decline, the inner decay is what brought the grand city of Babylon down and destroyed them and laid them low. So you see the devil is experienced in what he's doing folk. Amen. And he's not let up. He's working overtime even through the leadership of our country to bring more moral decline to the United States of America because out of all the world nations that are here America was founded upon the principles of godliness that men sought a place where they could worship God. Amen. According to the dictates of their heart and so they came sailing, sailing ships suffering disease and rats in the galley and they made their way and landed upon this beautiful country and here spires were built on top of buildings and churches were raised up and the early American revivals you can read about that swept the country God began to pour his spirit out upon men 
Amen. Men began to pray and entreat the Lord. Amen. The early 1900s was an era of old-fashioned revival. But there again, the devil comes with everything he's got. Amen. And comes with the munition of the imps of hell. He's trying to tear the tree down. He's trying to pull it down till there's nothing left but a rotting stump. That's what he wants. He does not want men preaching this gospel anymore. He does not mind them going through the motion and the fashion of religion. He don't mind them going through all the little, what you might say, things they're taught in Bible college. But he does not want the spirit to fall. And he does not want folks to lift their hands and praise God. He sure don't want a miracle to take place. He don't want somebody to trust in God. And so he's whittled and he's hammered and he's worked and he's labored and he's destroyed with the ungodliness of sin everywhere. Churches that used to stand tall and proud and walk before God in the shadow of holiness have now fallen away to a worldly desire. But oh my friend, I feel like tonight it's time to stand on the wall and it's time to declare to a lost and dying world a world that feels like you're hopeless and listless. A world that feels like you don't know which way you could go. Let me say to you, I declare to you, hallelujah, that there's water still running from the brook. Amen. There's life source still coming. Amen. The scripture said that when that tree is hewn down and all that's left there is a decaying rotting stump. Somebody said there's not a chance. Somebody said we can't have revival in 1993 because of the age that we're living in right now. Men and women don't love God anymore. I realize, friend, in a perspective worldwide, that's possibly true, but I'm telling you what, there's a life-giving source. Amen. Jesus said, if you drink of this water, he said, you'll never thirst again. The Bible said that that root that's there in that ground rotting away, and it looks like there's not any life there, but oh, my friend, amen, with the smell of that water and the smell of that life-giving source, something begins to happen in the roots of that old dead tree. I feel like, friend, that many churches are twice dead and plucked up by the roots, but I believe there can be a life-giving source. Have you ever heard about Jesus? Have you ever heard about his divine power? Have you ever heard that God can send a stream? Amen. I feel like tonight that it's not just a stream, but I believe there's a tidal wave of God's divine power and God's divine love and God's divine mercy and God's divine anointing. Amen. It's making its way. The old dead roots are laying there. Amen. The ground is shaking around it. What in the world is going on? What used to be dry? What used to be parched ground? But there's moisture there now. Somebody said there's no hope. I said there's no hope. Somebody said you can't let it happen. Somebody said it will not happen. But let me say to you, I believe the word of God is right. I don't believe you can take away from God's word. But God's word said this. He said it to smell of that water. I said it to smell of that water. Amen. That old tree. Something's going to happen. Somebody said I didn't think there was anything left. I didn't think we had the power to do it. I didn't think we could get folks saved. I didn't think we could fill a church house. I didn't think anybody could get the Holy Ghost. But wait a minute. I smell it now. Amen. Like on a dry day. You can smell the rain coming. Amen. You can stand outside 
and you can smell it coming. The cow will lift his head. The horse will lift his head. The old ducks will look to the sky. Why, the cause is a life giving source. Hallelujah. That's coming to the church of Jesus Christ. Oh, hallelujah. Can the old dead roots of that hewn down tree, the devil thought he had it whipped. The devil thought he had it made. You see, when Jesus Christ was crucified, amen, they laid that dead root in that grave and they said that old dead root's gone. That old dead root, that's it. The imps of hell were rejoicing everywhere. The imps of hell were having themselves a time. They said, we have got him now. He's dead. Once he's dead, he'll never live again. But friend, they don't know. I said they don't know. Jesus said to the woman at the well, I got meat to eat of that you know not of. I got water to drink that once you drink this water, you're not going to thirst again. I want you to know there's hope. Hallelujah. The writer said in the book of Job, he said there is hope for a tree. I feel like tonight that God likened his church into the tall cedars of Lebanon. There was no finer tree, hallelujah, ever found in the world than the cedars of Lebanon. He likened his church to the mighty oak out of one little acorn. Amen. That mighty oak would grow and would seal the pound of the hair and the beast of the field. But somebody said, the devil chopped it down. He might have chopped it down, but there's a stump left there and there's water running. The power of God's moving. The fire of God's falling. There's a church on the move. Look out, friend. That old dead root, hallelujah, is going to spring to life and something's going to happen in the age of 1993. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There's something about, hey man, that old dead tree, it'll never happen. One of the most unique sights that I ever saw was from my neighbor's home many years ago. There was a tree that had been cut down for perhaps 10 or 12 years. That tree had laid there. Hey man, the rest had rotted away. All that was left was a monstrosity of a stump sticking out of the ground. It was dry, it was dark, it was rotting, decay. The creatures of the under the soil were eating the roots away. And somebody said, well, we might as well bring a stump remover in here. Let's grind that thing out for there's no hope for that anymore. But I remember going to my neighbor, Mr. Jones, next door, and I walked up to his house, and there in the middle of that old dead tree, hallelujah, there was a little bitty pumo sticking out of the ground. It wasn't much, but a little green piece was sticking up. And I watched that thing, friend, over the next few weeks and days and months, and out of the center of that old dead tree, there come one of the prettiest and the straightest and the finest oak trees you ever saw. Somebody said it can't happen. It can't happen. Don't tell me it can't happen. Don't tell me that God of heaven can't take something that's dead. That God can't take someone without life. If he'd done it to a pack of dust, surely he can do it to an old dead tree. And he can put life in that 
thing, but what's that I smell? There's a scent of something. What is it I feel coming now? Hey man, my skin's getting clammy. Something's making my brow kind of wet. Surely through all the spiritual drought, there's no chance. But may I say that once Moses smote the rock, hey man, and the water began to run. History states that they were never without water. That every place they looked, all they had to do was stick down one foot and there was a stream of water following them when they wanted something to eat. All they had to drink, rather, all they did was scooped out a hole in the sand one foot deep and there was water for you never find them, friend. Hey man, from that day on, telling him, hey man, smite a rock. You know why? I'll tell you why. Because God in all of his glory, hey man, realizes that he can take somebody that's dead, blast twice, plucked up by the roots and give them the sin of revival and give them the sin of the power of God and give them the sin of salvation and they're going to say hey I believe I can make it now I was dying I was lost I had no hope but somebody come along and I smell something that set me on fire one of the five senses that God's placed in our body is smell listen to me Hey man, very, 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 very important. For there is hope of a tree. If it be cut down, that it will sprout again. And the tender branch thereof will not cease. Though the root thereof wax old in the earth. And the stock thereof, notice this, die in the crown. Though the stock thereof die in the crown. Jesus, the Bible said in the New Testament, the Bible was prophetically talking about the Lord. And he said, except a corn of wheat fall into the ground, and except that corn of wheat die, amen, there cannot come to life again. I realize that in this day and time, the devil is hacked and chopped and destroyed. He has tried to cut apart the ethics of salvation. He's tried to cut apart the ethics of godly living. He has tried to cut apart the ethics of believing God for healing. He has tried to tell the world there's no such thing as miracles. He's tried to tell the world you're going to have to accept it like it is. Amen to the place that they are dead. But oh, friend, listen to me. I feel it tonight. And I've called a sin of it. There's a waterfall. Hallelujah. There's an abundant supply. There's a marvelous supply. Did not somebody sing several years ago that there is is a river, hallelujah. It's not a little trickling stream, but there is a river that represents life. There is a river that represents power. There is a river that represents hope. There is a river that represents healing. And I've caught sin of it. Leave me alone, folk. I'm going to where the river is. Oh, hallelujah. Hallelujah. The old, old type of Western cattle drivers have actually made the statement and recorded in American history that for days they marched their cattle through the barren badlands of the desert, not finding one ounce of water. But they could tell when water was near 
because the cows who had lost the sense of life, the cows who were literally falling in their tracks from exhaustion, amen, and dehydration, all of a sudden would quicken their pace and all of a sudden would begin to lift their heads. Amen, that old tail that drooped down would raise just a little bit. Amen, and they said there were times that they could not hold them back because of the scent of water, at the scent of that life-giving source, that herd that looked like it was gonna die. Amen, got a new lease on life. And all of a sudden, they began to run and stampede, if you please. Why, because out there was water and there was a smell to it. Somebody said, you can't smell it. Oh, yes, you can. Because the Bible said the scent of the water. Listen to this, I love this. The Bible said that the scent of the water, that old dead tree's gonna bud. With the scent of the water, that old dead tree is gonna come to life. With the scent of water, that church is gonna start shouting. That church is gonna start dancing. That church is gonna have revival. With the scent of water, oh, what is it you smell? I smell revival. I smell water. I smell water. I smell life. I smell it. I smell it. I smell it. Glory be to God. But can there be hope for the dead trees of our society? But can there be hope for those who have died in modern religion? Can there be hope for those that have got wrapped up in tradition? Can there be hope for those who have idled their time away and said, oh, I don't think I need God now. I can't find him anymore. That dead tree's laying there. But oh, I'm telling you what, for everybody you can see, you need to tell them, hey, can you smell the scent of revival? Can you smell the scent of water? Can you feel it beginning to flood? Hallelujah. Somebody said, what are we going to do? What if the waters are polluted? What if the waters are bad? One time they came to the river. Amen. And the Bible said the waters of memory, I believe it was. Amen. And the waters were bad. The man of God said, oh, amen, we don't want bad water. Amen. He cut him down a willow branch. He threw it into that that water. And all of a sudden the bitterness was gone. You know why? Because God knows without water. You know what our water is tonight? I said, do you know what our water is tonight? Amen. It's not H2O. It's not hydrogen. Listen to me. Hey man, it's not oxygen combined. Hey man, but I'll tell you what our water is. Our water is a moving power of the Holy Ghost. The water that can move folks who have been long dead off of their seats and can bring them to their feet shouting the praises of God. Folks, and it's been a long time since they have felt the power. I'm telling you what tonight, there's a river flowing. Oh my God, I feel something tonight. There's a power of God flowing that will bring that will bring that will bring life to the old dead tree hallelujah oh but I don't think there's any hope for me you hadn't got the sin of water yet but when you get it I said when you get it when you get it look out ain't gonna keep you away from the house of God ain't gonna keep you away from the altar because you're gonna want it more than you want anything. Amen, I don't want modern religion because modern religion is as dry, listen to me, as cornstarch. 
that give me salvation. Something that's gushing. Hallelujah. Something that I can feel. Oh my God. The Lord told them when they came to the wedding at Cana of Galilee. His mother looked at the servants and said, whatsoever he commanded you to do, I want you to do it. And the Lord said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go down and get me some water. I want you to fill those water pots completely full. They said, but master, we need wine. If you read in the word of God, the wine represents the Holy Ghost. Amen. Read about it when the good Samaritan, amen, found the man that had fell amongst thieves from Jerusalem to Jericho. The Bible said he bound up his wounds. Amen. That's repentance. Amen. That's baptism in Jesus' name. And then he poured in the oil and the wine, which represents a baptism of the Holy Ghost. And then he put him upon his own beast. That represents that God, friend, becomes our guide and our keeper. Amen. And he took him to a place and he said when I come again oh hallelujah when I come again I'll pay whatever I owe I feel like when the Lord told him to fill the water pot up said fill it to the brim fill it till it runs over get it right to the top but Lord that's just water but I'm telling you one thing right now you take the water out of this thing you take the life out of this thing this thing's had water in it from the very beginning and it'll have water in it till the very end as a matter of fact the new Jerusalem has a river Oh, hallelujah, that flows with crystal pure water. Hallelujah. Ah, God, my God. Fill it up to the brim. Fill it clear to the top. Amen. And then I want you to draw the water out. Bear it to the guest. Take it to the governor. Oh, my God. Take it to the lawyer. Take it to the doctor. Take it to the neighbor. Take it to the drugstore owner. Take it to Mr. Walmart employee. Take it to the regal rug worker. Oh my God, hallelujah. Take it down there to the sheriff's department, Brother Reese. Walk in there and say, boys, I want you to taste this water. Yeah, man, I want you to taste this water. They said, but my goodness, that looks to me like it has some power. You ain't wrong, it's got power. Hallelujah, you ain't wrong, it's got power. God never did have anything to resemble him or represent him that was lifeless. Everything that represented him had power. Did you hear me tonight? I said, everything that represented him had power. He said, take it out and draw it, take it to the governor of the feast. And the governor of the feast got a hold of that cup. He tipped that water up if you please. But it was not water any longer. Amen. That water had turned into wine. And that man said, I want you to know, most people say serve their good wine first. But he said, you save to the best to the last. I promise you that this is the last days we're living in. And God saved his best. I said, God saved his best. I said, God saved his best. When God pours it out and the water starts to flowing and you begin to smell it, run to it, get you a cup, dip in it, and drink hallelujah, my God, hallelujah, until your soul is filled. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, man, don't take your teacup. Get you a two-liter bottle. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, man. The writer said, this is that which was spoken of by the prophet Joel. Amen, that in the last days I pour out my spirit upon all flesh. 
Amen. Now notice this. The waters are going to fail from the sea. Is that not what the scripture said? And the flood's going to decay and it's going to dry up. So what we're talking about tonight is not natural water because that's going to fail. But the scent of the water for the dead tree that I'm talking about tonight is the scent of the move of the Holy Ghost. The scent of the move of the power of God. The scent of the move of the glory of God. Jesus told old Bartimaeus, he said, I'm going to heal you. I'm going to heal you. But he said, I want you to go down there. Hey, man, and I want you to wash in the pool of Siloam. Hey, man, how in the world is a blind man going to find it? Sniff it out. Sniff it out. Hallelujah. Take your tapping cane and smell for some water, boy. Hey, man, and as he began to tap his way through the alleyways and the streets. Hey, man, and his nose was a working like that. Hey, man, on a jackrabbit. He was a smelling for the water. Oh, hallelujah. Somebody said, why, preacher? I'll tell you why. Because he was looking for something. He knew when he got to that water, he was not going to be blind anymore. He knew when he got to that water, it was going to make a difference in his life. Oh, I'm so glad one night the preacher said, why don't you repent of your sins and be baptized in Jesus' name? He said, we have water. Oh, when he said that, chill bumps right up and down my spine and God began to convict my heart. I repented of my sin. I got up and I said, take me to the water. Hallelujah. Get me to the water. I've got to have the water. Oh, my Lord. No part of me Hey man, pretty soon it wasn't. Pretty soon it sounded like a, 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 a period key on a, on a typewriter. Hey man, hey man. You see, the water at the pool of Siloam was down by the sheep market. Hallelujah. It didn't smell like any other water. Probably the drainage from the sheep market ran into the pool of Siloam. Got down there. This is it. I smell the water. Oh my God. Washy, 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 washy. Washy some more. Somebody said, you're a fool. I found the water. My God. Washy, washy, washy. Somebody probably said, hey, blind Bartimaeus, what are you doing? You're looking at Bartimaeus now, buddy. He ain't blind no more. He's found the water. And this old cane I've tapped with, I'm going to use it now for a priority stick. I'm going to hang it on my arm and do it do back up the road because I found the water. Hallelujah. Woo! I'm going to tell you what, in this day and time, you're going to know the church that finds the water. You're going to know the church that finds the water. For the dead tree will spring forth and bud. The Bible said it won't only bud, but it'll flourish. Yeah, man, amen, amen, amen. My God, I feel the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. The Bible said in verse number four of the same chapter, chapter 14, said, who can bring a clean thing out of an unclean thing? He said, not one. 
Not one that man knows. Not your friend. Not your neighbor. Not your brother. Not your sister. And not even your preacher. There's no man that can. But there came forth a man who hung suspended between heaven and earth. And when they pierced his side, when they pierced his side, it was different than when they pierced his hands. Because out of his hands there came the red drops of blood of salvation. When there pierced his brow, life came leaking down his face. When they drove nails in his feet, life dripped upon the ground and every drop of blood said, I love you world. But when they pierced his side, out of his side, the scripture said there came forth blood and water. Oh my God. When the devil caught scent of that water, it scared him to death. And when he gave up the ghost, and three days later, my friend, he came out of that tomb. Some of them Old Testament saints had caught a scent of that water. And it wasn't a grave deep enough, dry enough, or a stone heavy enough to keep them in. And some of the Old Testament prophets come dancing out of them graves. Bless God. I thought I smell some water. Hallelujah. Oh, is there something going on around here? I'll tell you, friend, God began to take the old dead tree and adjust the scent of the water. He began to make the dead tree bud. You might have not have felt God in years. You might not have been to church where the Holy Ghost has moved in a long, long time. But I'm telling you what, tonight, I feel the surging of the water. I feel the sloshing of the water. I feel the rippling of the tide. I'm telling you what, there is water, water, water for salvation flowing in the church of Jesus Christ. As musicians come, the water is rippling and flowing and bouncing off the craggy shores of men's soul. Can they find life? Can they find hope? Can the old dead tree live again? Once it's cut down and once it wasteth away, you say, but preacher, that tree wasn't talking in the word of God, wasn't talking about man. I beg your pardon. If you'll read verse number 10, the Bible said, but a man dieth. And a man wasted away. Woo! I said he died. And he wasted away. And yet giveth up the ghost. And where is he? He's waiting on the water. I said he's waiting on the water. Can you smell it? Can you smell that? What is that? water what is that it's life you know what they say they say man can go several days without food the thing his body really needs is water the thing the church needs is that river of the Holy Ghost my God 
flowing and working its way down the aisles. Can you see it going down through here? Running under the pew. Hallelujah. Slashing against the back wall. Rolling over the feet of the sinner. Amen. They're looking around and saying, what is this that I feel? What is this that's getting a hold of my heart? What is this that's stirring my soul? Oh, I'm hungry. Something's drawn me to that altar. What is it? It's the scent of water. It's the scent of salvation. It's the scent my God. Oh, hallelujah. I'm a power of Jesus. tonight. I said I feel the water tonight. I feel it sloshing in my soul. Glory. Amen. Jesus said, Peter, let me wash your feet. What are you going to wash them with? I'm going to wash them with water. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, you'll never wash my feet. And the Lord told Peter, in essence, if you don't let me put this water on your feet, you ain't going to have no part with me. Peter turned to the Lord in essence, hey, don't just slosh it on my feet. Dab it on my head. Soak my t-shirt. <laughs> Woo! Get me wet all over. If the water makes the difference, let it flow on me. Say it, Sister Zena. I'm feeling something in this place tonight. I feel the Woo! rain. I feel the rain. I feel the rain. Come on, can't you feel it? And it's